Tattoos are controversial. In the past, tattoos were always associated with crime, um, pirates, pagans, etc. But today, the, the nature and the landscape has changed so dramatically that tattoos are often seen as really cool, something that um, you know, is, it doesn't necessarily point to crime or evil. But and oftentimes, it is a very common practice to have tattoos, even in, ch- in ch- among church members within Christianity, etc. And it's something that's often pushed, actually, so that we can actually be more likable, so we can be more asso- associate much easier with people who are in the world as Christians. So. What does the Bible really teach about tattoos and what is God's idea about it? I don't know about you, brothers and sisters, but when I when we talk about something as controversial as this, you know, it's really easy for us to have a taste or a like or an opinion on something and say, well, you know, I like tattoos and and because I like it, I can try and do scriptural gymnastics to make it work with scripture. Or if I don't like it. I can use scriptural gymnastics to try and make the Bible and God say that that tattoos are bad. So what we today, what we're going to do is we're going to sit with scripture. We're going to look at what the Bible really says. And most importantly, we're going to see what is the heart behind what the Bible teaches about tattoos. Because if we understand the principles behind it, we'll be able to know what God's heart is about it. And then we understand why he likes or does not like it. Because I want to submit to you, the Bible doesn't teach a ton about tattoos. There's only a few scriptures here and there we can really pull from. So when we really understand why God is saying what he is, will be able to make an accurate decision about what he thinks thereof. So the most common scripture that is often brought up as an argument against tattoos is Leviticus 19. In Leviticus 19, God is giving Israel a bunch of instructions regarding to how they ought to live. And later in the chapter, he actually gives a few very distinct ones where and he mentions tattoos in this grouping of verses. It reads the following Leviticus 19 verse 26. Do not eat meat with the blood. Do not practice divination or magic. Do not round the corner of your head, nor destroy the corner of your beard. And do not make any cutting in your flesh for the dead, nor put tattoo marks on you. I am Yahweh. So before we talk about these verses and what, how they re, what they really mean, we need to answer a few questions about tattoos first so we can better understand what tattoos are. So what we're going to answer is what are tattoos? Why do people get them? Where does tattoos come from? What is God's heart behind the scripture surrounding tattoos? And what would Yeshua, what, what would Jesus do. So what are tattoos exactly? Tattoos is simply a cut or an incision into the skin where ink is placed and that causes a mark under the skin. Tattoo actually simply means mark in its original language. So really we're talking about a cut into the skin where ink is placed. But why do people get tattoos? 
People get tattoos for multiple reasons. The most common reason is as a remembrance of someone who maybe has passed away or as a remembrance of something that they um, are fond of or as simply an expression of themselves. In other words, they are people who love art and they want to put art on their arm or on their skin to display it as a way for themselves to ex make an expression of themselves to the world. Many also do it because of the pleasure of the pain that they have experienced when they get a tattoo. Many actually get addicted to the to the experience of getting a tattoo because the pain actually causes and activates an adren adrenaline rush in their system. And so that's why people often get like tattoos from head to toes because it really becomes like an addiction. The last reason that people get tattoos usually is simply because, like I mentioned in the beginning of this video, they'd like to become more um, associable with the world. So someone who, other, someone else who has tattoos is maybe an unbeliever will be able to associate better with someone who is a believer who has tattoos. They'll, they'll see it as a means, a, a connecting point, a way that they can share the gospel easier with someone who, um, who also has tattoos, or maybe it was a biker, or maybe it was whatever, someone who also has tattoos. So these are some of the most common motivations. And now in this video, we're going to look at all these motivations and see with regards to scripture, whether they line up. To answer this, we firstly need to answer the question of where tattoos really come from. Tattoos are about as old as humanity. Most archaeologists believe it's well over 6,000 years old, and we can actually see uh, mummies of the Egyptians. We can actually see tattoos well preserved within their bodies. So tattoos are very much in terms of the Bible, uh, exemplified in the Egyptians and the pharaohs and, and all the pagan cultures around Israel. We don't actually have any biblical examples of God's people or anyone who calls himself a believer exercising tattoos, having tattoos, endorsing tattoos in any way or form. In fact, it's quite the opposite. The pagans often had tattoos. They marked themselves. They marked their slaves. We have um, actually worship unto their gods as most often done using tattoos. That was really the primary reason tattoos were used. We see an example of this in scripture in the book of 1 Kings. We read in 1 Kings 18 verse 28, as Elijah came against the prophets of Baal, that the prophets of Baal cried aloud and cut themselves according to their ruling with knives and spears, with the blood gushing out of them. So as the prophets of Baal were coming up to worship Baal, the way that they did was actually cutting themselves, scarring themselves, putting marks on themselves until the blood came out of them. Because many of the ancient tattoos were also simply by really deep incision and scars into the skin before ink was readily available as today. Now, of course, as believers, that's not our heart at all behind getting tattoos. Getting a tattoo is something we often do for Christ or we do for many other reasons. That's not for worship unto Baal or some pagan God. However, we need to still keep in mind where this practice comes from in this teaching comes from pagan worship in many different pagan cultures. It is never stated and or commanded or instructed or condoned in scripture. In Romans 12, we actually read the opposite. We read that 
Romans 12 verse 2, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is good and acceptable and the perfect will of God. So he's saying, do not be conformed to the world. Do not do what the world does. Do not do what the pagans do, but be transformed in your thinking so that you can prove to the world what is good and acceptable to God. So if there is something the world does, he's actually saying, don't do that. Do the opposite so you can show how to be set apart and different from the world, not conformed to it. But what if we do it, like I said, for Jesus? What if we have a tattoo of a Bible verse or a tattoo of, you know, I love God or whatever on something that's in, to glorify God? Isn't that going to make it better? Because we're not honoring a different God. We're, we're honoring our God now. Well, Scripture actually teaches differently. God actually says that I do not desire for you to worship me in the way that the pagans worship their gods. You see, the pagans worship Baal. The pagans worship many other gods, the Egyptian gods, um, the, the, the calves and all the gods that the Egyptians worshiped by making tattoos of those gods on their flesh. But God says that take care that you are be not ensnared to follow them after they have been destroyed before you, that you do not inquire about their gods, saying, how did these nations serve their gods that I may, I may also do the same? You shall not worship the Lord your God in that way. For every abominable thing that the Lord hates, they have done for their gods. For they even burn their sons and daughters in the fire to their gods. God actually says that the way pagans worship their gods, he hates. He doesn't take delight in it. And this is a very common way that pagans worship their gods. By making incisions into their flesh, marks on them and tattoos. Furthermore, when we go back to the verse in Leviticus 19, uh, the scriptures there really talk about making a cut into the flesh for the dead. We read, do not round and destroy the corner of your head or destroy the corner of your beard. And do not make any cuttings in your flesh for the dead, nor put the two marks on you. I am Yahweh. Now, there is no denying that these two verses are specifically talking about worshiping our, uh, the dead. In other words, do not make tattoo marks on you for the dead. Do not cut yourself on the size of your head or your beard for the dead. And what this really refers to is ancient mourning practices. Ancient mourning practices, the pagan way of mourning for the dead, was oftentimes to rip out their beards or to make cuts on their, on their cheeks or on their faces or to make cuts in their skin or to actually make tattoo marks on them, to mark themselves with the name of the person who died or with the God or with whatever else. So this was a form of suppressing the, 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 the hurt that they had. You know, many people would actually cut themselves to suppress the hurt that they experienced in their mourning. And this was what God was talking about. He's saying, do not do like the pagans do. Do not cut yourself on the sides of your head. Do not rip out your beards like the pagans do, because the word there for uh, is actually destroy. Do not destroy your beard. Do not destroy the, the, the corners of your beard because that's what the pagans do. Now, 
while this then this is the commandment we need to ask what is the nature of this what is the heart behind this commandment why did god say they shouldn't mourn like the pagans there are two reasons for this commandment number one god simply does not want us to mourn like the pagans mourn he doesn't want us to to worship their gods in that way or anything like that number two and more importantly to and in terms of this teaching is that god doesn't want us to cause bodily harm to ourselves he doesn't want us to cut ourselves he doesn't want us to cut in any way and for any reason in the instance of this scripture it is for the dead in terms of mourning However, it is, can be applied to any situation. If anything bad happens in our life, we can't cut ourselves. We can't ca- cause uh, tattoos to come on ourselves. Because I want to submit to you that very oftentimes people get tattoos because they feel pain in a different area of their life or in their heart. And they're trying to suppress that pain by getting a tattoo. And that's why people, the tattoos that people get are oftentimes those of Um, angels or uh, I want to be set free or um, I was set free in this year or you know very much memorial things like that to remind them of the pain they experienced well God actually the whole heart behind the commandment is I don't want you to cut yourself and no matter how we look at it tattoos in their nature is cutting into the flesh a needle is taken is and with a very high um, revolutions are are pricking the flesh and is making deep incision into the skin to make to place ink below the skin and so beyond beyond the doubt we are causing harm to our skin and it is scientifically proven that the twos are can actually be incredibly harmful to our health as well so really the heart of Leviticus 19 is don't cut yourself. Don't make an incision into your flesh. It is not my desire for you, says Father. I don't want you to hurt yourself. I don't want you to do what the pagans do. I want you to look different. The big question is, would Jesus get a tattoo? Would, if, if he was here today, would he walk around or go to a tattoo parlor with his disciples and get tattoos? And if not, why? You see, the whole mission of Jesus, the whole point of Yeshua's life was to be the visible image of the invisible God. He was the express image of the God. He was an expression of God on this earth. And he actually tells us to walk as he walked. In other words, we are to be a light to this world about how God works, how God, what God thinks of things. Just like we read in Romans 12 verse 2. We are to show to the world what is the good will, what is the goodness of God, what is the will of God. Therefore, just like how in Jesus' life, everything he did, every decision was built on does this glorify God or not? That's the big thing. And with everything, every decision in our life, we need to ask the same question. Does this glorify God or not? And so with such an expressive decision as getting a tattoo, Jesus would not have gone through with it because it does not glorify God. You see, the only way for it to glorify God instead of ourselves or our own things and desires would be if we got a tattoo that is in honor of God, such as some like a scripture or uh, or the name of God or something like that. But as I already mentioned, God said, I don't want you to worship me like the pagans worship their gods. I don't want you to do what they did in terms of this. 
And we know that tattoo was getting tattoos is how the pagans worship their gods. So there is no way for us to get a tattoo that is in for the glory of the kingdom of God. If God did never ask us to worship him in that way, because everything we do is supposed to be worshiped to God. So the card, the question really is, brothers and sisters, is are, are we sold out and that everything we want to do in life is to honor and praise God? And if that is our heart, we need to tread carefully and really pray and ask the Father, Lord, is this going to bring him honor and praise and glory to you? And if not, is this something I should do? In 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 22, we read the following. Abstain from all appearance of evil. You see, we are to abstain from everything that even has an appearance of evil. So if there is any kind of association with evil that a tattoo has, we are to abstain from it completely. Now, as I mentioned, there are many bad associations with tattoos that still linger today, even though it is more acceptable today. But Paul in 1 Corinthians 8 makes the, uh, an example of meat sacrificed to idols because in his culture, me, every, when he went to the marketplaces, meat was readily available, but many, much of the meat was sacrificed to idols. And his dilemma was he understood that there was only one God. He knew that there is no pagan idol. There is nothing like that. He knew, just like we know today, yes, we, yeah, we can have tattoos, but we know there's no other God. We know there's one God, so there's nothing to worry about, right? Well, he had the same idea with the sacrifice, the, eating the meat that is in, in the marketplaces. But the problem was that he knew that others would see him. And he was afraid that if someone saw him eating meat, sacrificed to an idol, even though Paul himself knows there's no other God, there's no idol. He would, he would be letting this brother stumble because of his eating of that meat. And therefore, Paul actually said, because of that, I will never eat meat again. If that is the case, if I'm going to make someone stumble, I'll never eat meat again. You see, in the same way, our hearts need to be so sold out for the Father that we're like, Father, if me having a tattoo is going to hinder me from preaching your gospel in any way, let me not get a tattoo. You see, that is the point. It's the same idea as what Paul, because it's about, will this give glory to God? Will it give him glory? Will it hinder the gospel in any way? Because if it does, I better not get it. Because, brothers and sisters, if I stand before men, I preach a gospel of Christ. But there are men in this crowd who see my tattoos and think that I'm preaching, I'm a hypocrite. Because in the, they, they believe that the Bible teaches we shouldn't have tattoos. Then I'm going to hinder the gospel from going forward. They're going to say, I'm not going to listen to this guy because he's not even practicing what he preaches. Many atheists and unbelievers will see that as hypocrisy and not listen. You see, brothers and sisters, this is a problem because hypocrisy is one of the biggest reasons that we have um, atheism and unbelievers today. And so even if, even if, not that I'm saying so, but even if we believed that, that getting into two in its essence wasn't a sin necessarily, it would still be a problem because of the appearance of evil that it has for many cultures around the world. And it would hinder us from being a pure living example of what it looks like to be clean. 
And so just as Paul abstained from meat just because of the appearance of eating it would might cause someone to stumble and thinking he's worshiping an idol that this meat was sacrificed to. Similarly, we must be careful so as not to make anyone stumble because of our tattoos. But what if getting a tattoo is a way to appear more approachable to others? What if tattoos helps us to actually connect better? It does the opposite. It actually helps us to connect better with people um, instead of uh, you know making them doubt us or anything like that. Like I mentioned in the beginning of this video, many people who have tattoos do find it easier to connect with others who have tattoos and therefore the gospel can go forth more easily. Now I have no doubt that that is true in some form. I have many friends who can who I've heard testimonies from who, who and it's true many people when they see someone else who has a tattoo they can con that's a point of departure for to connecting with that person however that is not an that is not a way where we can say I'm going to get a tattoo for that reason if god can use a tattoo something like a tattoo to bring someone in to the gospel, glory to God. God often uses things that are not necessarily something he prescribed. He uses bad situations even in this world for good. So God is more than able to use a tattoo for good. And so those who do have tattoos, if you've got a tattoo today and you know, it can have good fruit, glory to God for that, right? However, we cannot say that we will get tattoos so we can become more seeker friendly to the world. God said, do not be conformed to it, but transformed in the renewing of your mind so that you can show what is the acceptable will of God to this world. While Jesus hung out with sinners, with drunkards, with prostitutes and all these people, he did not compromise. He did not go and, and start drinking with them. He did not start sinning with them. Similarly, we can't go and say, well, um, I'm going to go and start doing what the world does so I can connect better with the world. That is a secret friendly mindset built on compromise. That is not what God uh, they commands us to do he while he wants us to be friendly in a way he wants us to be able to connect by being humble he doesn't want us to fall into sin and compromise in terms of the scripture and the scripture very clearly does say like i established we're not allowed to cut or mark ourselves in any way in philippians 4 verse 8 he says for the rest brothers whatever is true whatever is noble Whatever is righteous, whatever is clean, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good report. If there is any uprightness and if there is any praise, think on these things. Those are the things that we are to keep ourselves preoccupied with. If anything does not fall into those categories, we are not to waste our time on it. And it is not something we are to think on. Tattoos do not fall within the categories of these outlines. Tattoos have only become more prominent in, in the 1960s to be a, a little bit more acceptable than what it was for the previous 12,000 years before that, where it was always associated with things that are bad and with pagan, ancient pagan worship. So for us to say that tattoos fall into the category of what is noble, true, righteous, clean, lovely, good report and upright and there's uprightness in it and it is worthy of praise. That would be ignorant because tattoos have only been really more prevalent like it is today in the past, not even the past hundred years. So 
for the past 6,000 years, tattoos were frowned upon. And to now suddenly say, well, only now in the past 50 years or so, suddenly it can fall into this category of being good and noble. It wouldn't make sense because God never changes. God doesn't change his mind about things. And God wouldn't now suddenly change his mind about something like tattoos. There are simply no scriptural examples, like I mentioned, that tattoos are acceptable in the sight of God. The only people in the Bible who have tattoos or incision who made incisions into their skin were the pagans and they did it for the wrong reasons. So if we go back to the motivations that we had, we discussed in the beginning of this teaching, we can now apply what we learned through scripture to them and see whether there is any motivation for getting a tattoo that would be valid. The motivations that we discussed were number one, as a remembrance to someone who died. We, however, learned that we are not to mark ourselves from the dead in Leviticus 19 verse 28 nor to worship God with pagan customs, such as seen in Deuteronomy 12, verse 31. The number two motivation of what people have for getting tattoos is for as an expression of themselves. Using the ink and the artistry on their skin, we have, however, learned that like Yeshua, we are to be the express image of God to this lost world. We cannot express ourselves by marking our skin like the world does. Rather, we are expected to be set apart and have an appearance different from the world. 1 Peter 1 verse 16 says, Be holy, for I am holy. The number three motivation that people have is for the pleasure of the pain when they get tattoos. And oftentimes, like we discussed, that becomes an addiction and People go more and more so they can experience that pain. Well, we have discussed that God forbids cutting ourselves or indulging in pain in any way. We see this in Leviticus 19 verse 27. And we also read about the Baal worshippers and one kings who worship Baal like that. The number four motivation we discussed is how we can get tattoos to make ourselves more approachable by others so we can connect better with the world to be able to preach the gospel better. However, we did learn that we're not to compromise scripture or act like the world to seem more approachable to others, as we read in Romans 12 verse 2. So I hope this teaching showed you that there is really no biblical basis for tattoos and there is no way that we can justify it before God. But now what if you already have a tattoo? What are we to do if we got one before we knew this? Maybe you were a Christian, maybe you were not a Christian or a believer. And but you either way, you have a tattoo now. So what are we to do? First off, it is important to know that we are not to judge others who have tattoos. Judge, we are not to judge by the outward appearance and expression. We are to judge by what is inside. God judges not by appearance and neither should we. Furthermore, it is very important to understand, incredibly important to understand, in fact, that tattoos will not come between you and the Father. If you have a repentant heart before God, you have lifted this up to God. You've said, Father, I repent from what I did, from marking my skin like the pagans do, from doing what the world does and not setting myself apart in the way I should have. If you have done that, you have repented before God and the scriptures say that he forgives you. Furthermore, we read in 2 Corinthians 5 verse 16, From now on, therefore, 
We regard no one according to the flesh, even though we once regarded Christ according to the flesh. We regard him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Here, the apostle says we are not to regard anyone according to the flesh and that all when Christ has come, the old has passed away. The new has come. And so some may decide to get their tattoos removed. This is not something that scripture commands or uh, I may say is necessary. If, if the father leads a person to do such a thing, to go for some laser treatment to get it removed, then let that happen. But do not be pressured to let it get removed otherwise. It may be good to cover up your tattoos in certain instances, in certain places, so as to not make anyone stumble like we have discussed in this teaching. But oftentimes we may determine that laser surgery can actually cause more harm than good. And in those cases, for the sake of our health, we don't want to bring more harm to our temples. And so then we may not want to undergo that surgery. However, that is something between you and the father, as with most things. And so I ask you to seek his heart on that. The most important thing is to not feel to understand that you cannot allow the enemy to make you feel ashamed or far from God or in any way or form because you have a tattoo or multiple. That is the old has passed away. The new has come. You're a new creation in him and he makes you brand new from the inside out. What is most important is what come out, comes out of the mouth and what is inside in the mind and your actions. The outward appearance is not what is most important, even though it is something God is concerned about in terms of when we decide, when we come to this decision of whether we do get tattoos or not, whether we do maybe dress like the world or not, whether we smoke or not. All these outward things that are after do with our bodies are things God is concerned with, and we are to take that very seriously. I hope this teaching has blessed you and made you think about a few things. Don't just take my word on what you've heard today. Go to the Father. Forget about what I said for a moment. Go to Him and ask Him, Father, what is the truth regarding tattoos? And then listen to the scriptural examples I've given you and test everything, including me. I hope that this teaching gives you more to think about and leads you into truth. May God bless you and keep you. Shine his face upon you, lift up his countenance upon you, give you strength, shalom and mercy. And I'll see you guys in the next video. Shalom.